This is a HeadGum Podcast. WHM Mailbag, everybody. I'm Andrew Dubin alongside Christopher Cabin, Eric Siska, and Stephen Sayadek. We are recording uh, from the HeadGum Studios here in beautiful Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, we're happy to be on HeadGum. Uh, this is a new relationship, and uh, we just debuted uh, with Independence Day Resurgence yeah, this it's week, a, so there mm-hmm. you go. It's going to be a fruitful relationship. It, um, a what? A fruitful Oh, fruitful. I thought you said fru-fru. A no, fru-fru or no. foodful. Uh, it's going to be fruitful. <laughs> oh, it's, always, it's always foodful we with us here. We love food. <laughs> and I appreciate the fact that, you know, I kicked off you know, kicked over their China hutch. <laughs> they really have no reason to like me. <laughs> no one has any reason to like you, Chris. Oh, that's not nice to say, Steve. <laughs> so, okay, so, uh, you know, this is the mailbag. We read emails uh, mm. that people like you, the listener, the gentle listener, send us. Uh, so, Steve, say that, kick us off with this one. Uh, Howard the Duck nearly killed my friend. <laughs> Um, hey guys, I'll go ahead and get the praise out of the way here. I'm going to skip that part. Yeah, just, you know what? That's fine. Uh, hey, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanna, I just want to at least let everyone know that this pe- person likes me. Uh, it was su- the summer of 2008. <laughs> I was working at our local Taco Bell. Nice job. Uh, a That's lot of- like, it's, it's, I said it was a dream job. <laughs> it's not a dream. It kind of is. It's not a dream job, but like worst case scenario, if I was working at a Taco Bell, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. When you get a food full, mm-hmm. when you just be ransacked. Stacking all the hot sauces. Yeah, I'd be fired. The mild and the hot. So cut to six months from now. <laughs> uh, a lot of my friends had come back from college for the summer to work. Uh, my friend Eric, not this Eric, uh, invited me to a mutual friend, Kurt, over his house to watch some movies and drink a few tall glasses of water. Now, I just need to say this. Yeah, right we got to clear it up. It's, it, a lot of people are saying it. a tall glass of water is marijuana. Well, let's just, well, let's well, just say well, it's marijuana. Well, allegedly. Allegedly. You can't prove anything. But you know what it's not? <laughs> Is literally drinking something. Yes. <laughs> Not like drinking a beer. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's smoking something. Or well, yeah, but there's nothing consuming wrong. Consuming something. With, uh, with drinking. Liquid, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, we only use a tall glass of water, so Google gets off our ass, right? You know what I mean? If you're, if you're in a G chat, you're like, hey man, you want to bring over a tall glass of water? That's how you do that. Hey, you're not on Emperor Trump's list. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, uh, good summer fun, right? We ended up only watching one movie that night, Howard the Duck. Ugh. Uh, we, which sat- we should plug, by the way. That's the whole yes, point of uh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> March the, March the 4th, we're at the Bell House. Still a couple of tickets of a just a few, just a few ticks a handful, left. Want to jump on that? A, a bill full. With it. That's a, a, a duck bill. A duck, yeah, that's okay. the the bellhouseny.com for tickets. Uh, but about Howard the Duck. Uh, we sat and enjoyed the film like anyone would by laughing hysterically at duck boobs, Jeffrey Jones shooting fire at his eyes, and the film's attempt to make bestiality. I'm assuming that's correct spelling. <laughs> <laughs> I, he said, oh no, I'm sorry. I assume that's the correct spelling. I googled the word to double check and I'm pretty sure I'm on a list now. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. are on a list. You're on a list so with right. Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> Chris, and, uh, yes. Did he spell it right? Um, <laughs> let me see. Actually, I don't think so. Resident bestiality expert Chris Gavin. <laughs> so I will say about this. No, I don't know. Uh, come off as fun and lighthearted. I can't recall the movie in much greater detail as I haven't seen it since that night. You know what? You did a fine job. Uh, by the time we had selected a movie to watch uh, through to the end, it was pretty late and we decided to call it a night. Uh, the next morning, Eric and I showed up for work as normal, but our friend Kirk was a no-show. Oh, man. Didn't no call, no show at Taco Bell, man. That's not how you're going to keep that job. No, oh, man. Especially once they win the fast food wars. <laughs> no more gorditas fired. for you. <laughs> you're gonna, uh, we're going to dock you approximately six gorditas. <laughs> Uh, about that time, the store manager let us know that she'd be on the phone with Kirk's parents, and they would let us know that he wouldn't be in for work and left it at that. Uh, no big deal, we thought. Probably just sick and sleeping it off. It wasn't until after work they were that Kirk's lung had collapsed oh, Lord. suddenly in his sleep and nearly died. Oof. Apparently, this is something that can occur to tall, thin people like Kurt, something I nor anyone reading this will ever have to worry too hard about. You know what? The parentheticals. <laughs> you know what? They got you pegs to mm-hmm. eat more Taco Bell. Solves everything. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. 
You keep your lungs intact. I don't want my lung to collapse. Better eat more gordita. Yeah, you just need, a, need that fatter rim, outer rim of yeah. You yeah, blubber. I'll take a number six and I'll uh, have another uh, 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 double-decker taco. I just want to keep my lungs lungs together here. <laughs> it's for my health. You know, yeah, a chalupa and a pack a day. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Just in case a bowling ball falls on my chest while I'm sleeping. Uh, 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 he spent a few days in the hospital, but since we didn't know how to get a hold of him, we just sent him a few get better soon texts. Uh, we knew he'd get once he got back home. Uh, a, a week later, a week or so later, Kurt was back at work, and the first thing he said to me is, "That movie fucking nearly killed me." Wow. Uh, I did uh, later watch part of the movie at a friend's house, but before uh, banging my knee on a table, uh, uh, pretty good. I decided not to tempt fate anymore. Well, I guess there's like some ring esque problem with that. Well, it's like a uh, 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 Final Destination, there, man. Like fucking Tony well, Todd's watching. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Jeremy from uh, Quincy, Illinois. Oh, actually, there I do have go. to say this. Um, <laughs> P.S. As a wedding present, my cousin Bobby, who introduced me to the show, bought, oh, thanks, cousin Bobby. Uh, bought tickets for uh, bought, t- bought me tickets to your show in Chicago for Predator Two. I actually saw Andrew and Eric before the show, but it was in the bathroom of the venue, <laughs> and I didn't feel like gushing over the show while we all had our dicks out. And the be- uh, and I felt that was not the best way to introduce myself. Good move. Good good you move. Smarter me. Wrong. <laughs> you know what? I don't need anyone gushing in a bathroom. <laughs> I met, I, met a, uh, I met a I met a We movies. In the bathroom. Oh yeah, at, how'd uh, that go? The Sturgill Simpson concert in Brooklyn. It was good. Yeah, yeah. You Eric. gotta be, you gotta be by the sink though. You Eric really... shakes dicks with everybody. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> gotta get out firm, there, and shake need, some dicks. Listen, you need a firm dick shake. I know. And you meet someone. I'm not. I'm not. You know, judging you for it. No, I just know that you're a fan. Note to everyone, regardless of what Eric says, don't fucking talk to me in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, Thank I you. mean, like only once, if he's in the stall. Well, Lou, you did fine. It was by the sinks. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Jeremy. Well, no, no, no he's but, talking uh, to his buddy, his, oh, his bathroom oh, buddy. Oh, uh, guy I met. Buddy. Yeah, a guy, a guy I met in the bathroom. <laughs> Let's, let's continue. <laughs> this sort of reminds me of uh, when I went to the dentist like 10 years ago or more than that, as you can tell. No, I, as, a while back and right before he's about to put me under, he's like, you're not allergic to anesthesia, are you? And I'm like, oh, I don't think so. And he's like, ah, oh, good. Uh, last time I did this, it was a six-year-old girl and uh, i put her under and then she had a heart attack and died the next day <laughs> all right let's get into it now go into the abyss <laughs> yes. how did wait a second i'm so sorry like, how did someone oh, talking to eric in the bathroom remind you about this murderous well, no, the guy dentist that, the, the guy that's uh the, the collapsed lung there the oh the collapsed lung see because we were talking about yeah we I'm yeah. About well, the, the male the lung. Uh, eric's see. friend from the bathroom also died of a heart attack <laughs> For different just, reasons. It was just an odd thing R-I-P-D. to say for a dentist. You know, I mean, is like, a, ask yeah. if I'm allergic to anesthesia. Absolutely. Yeah. Not, you know, that you right. killed a girl. Yeah, <laughs> and right when you're about to be knocked out, that's yeah. not a good time. I don't want to hear about, like, the marks on your track record. <laughs> the last person I did this to wasn't heard from again. <laughs> Gas. Uh, all right, Eric. Uh, so the next one is called Stay Puff Truthers. Truthers. Okay. <clears throat> hey, guys. Love the podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you. So I was thinking today about the post-credits world or the first Ghostbusters, as most people do when they have downtime. And I started to think about how people would have reacted to a 50-foot marshmallow man stomping through the streets in New York City. The conspiracy theories to come out of that would be insane. I mean, the official story is that a Sumerian god appeared, manifested a giant snack food mascot, only to be vaporized with no witnesses. <laughs> I didn't see any helicopters up there. Not one, co- not one chopper shot, he says. Yeah, and yeah. nary a uh, copter shot. Not, yeah, nary copters but nor choppers. I honestly don't know if that's the official story, right? Oh, from, from what happened? Like, that's what happened. But do people know that? Did what? the government cover it up? In Ghostbusters 2, am I, am I wrong? They, they're, they're ruined by yeah. this incident. Yeah, they right? are blamed yeah, themselves. They said that it was them. They, they started this whole thing. It was their... Oh, right. Like, they unleashed it. Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. how do you explain, like, the church that got stepped up? Mm-hmm. And nobody steps on a church in my town. Exactly. Just and, an and, illusion. But that church was definitely still demolished. <laughs> yes. And that priest's still dead. Yeah, probably a bunch of dead nuns in there, right? <laughs> I just feel like it's... William Atherton probably pushed everything really hard afterwards, kind of a thing. You sure. know what I mean? Like, he hit the oh, circuits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's just was... like, these people ruined our city. <laughs> he was on Fox News every day. <laughs> he was. 
talking head William Atherton? Absolutely. Him and Mark Furman talking about the state pop. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be a route. Yeah, be, you know what? Mark Furman had a couple of ideas as to who caused that marshmallow incident. But no, I feel like actually uh, William Atherton would probably be on MS, uh, maybe a CNN situation because he was like a, a hippie liberal guy worried about the environment, right? Oh, like, God. We're supposed to hate his guts because he's like, you shouldn't have a nuclear reactor in the middle of a major metropolitan area. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Atherton had a point. He, 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 he really did. did. Hell, he might even be on MSNBC at that point. <laughs> they should <laughs> shut it down. Move that shit to New Jersey. Exactly. <laughs> or just go to you know Indian Point or whatever. Like you know, let's 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 just keep everything centralized. <laughs> Indian Point, the nuclear facility up by Westchester, is closing. So now, there's, so there's a vacancy. Now the Ghostbusters know where to go. Yeah, it's closing, there. but they're keeping all the waste at it. So yeah, that's great. Oh, Do they still great. have a nuclear reactor in the new movie, or not so much? I didn't see that yet. Uh, Neil Casey builds some sort of reactor. Okay, thing. I don't really remember. So mm-hmm. continuing with the the letter at oh, hand right. now. Anyway, my guess. Anyway, I guess my question is: is what movie universe would have the craziest conspiracy theories to pop up post credits? Oh, I signed see. nobody. Smart move. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you keep them off your tail. You if can I ask if, the hard questions, but don't leave your name. And also go into a private window if you're going to Google bestiality. You, you want to have that incognito. purple. You want to have that purple mask <laughs> in the right hand corner of your screen. You know when it looks like a guy in a trench coat. <laughs> it's good for two things. Looking up conspiracy theories and watching pornos. And, and if you must, if you must shine a paper, I would say nickname all the time. I call myself Wrecking Ball. <laughs> or Wrecking Ball is going to find out how to spell bestiality and a couple of other words. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like uh, well, those fucking Marvel movies, right? Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Avengers is the big one. The game, I would think. Oh, with the game? The game. David Fincher's The Game. What? No. If you look out a no. skyscraper one day, you look and you see Michael Douglas <laughs> hurling himself <laughs> who's off a, of a building. Who's a billionaire? A right? millionaire like a, that everybody knows. Yeah, sure, sure, hurls sure. himself off a building, crashes into another building, mm-hmm. and then nothing happens. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I there's a like... party. There's a party afterwards. <laughs> I do feel like those people would have to like get run out of town like Carney style if yeah. you're one of the game people. But yeah, I mean, what would the conspiracy theory be? Like he's in a movie or something? Or, or I mean, just filming a movie because yeah. they don't know killed? what they don't know what the company is. Nobody knows yeah, what the company CRS, is. But, so all, oh, I would imagine all. there's all these different mm-hmm. uh, theories of wh- what they do, what they what they fund. Mm, okay. Pardon me, what they fund. <laughs> Because you go in there for a free survey, right? Uh-huh. And they're dangling, what, they're touching your balls for sure. Speaking of dangling, that's one of the first things they ask is like, how often do you masturbate? Yeah, I mean, James Redhorn's you... got his fingers in your asshole, and you don't know. <laughs> Why did they need to know that information? That's how the they game? craft the game, Andrew. Listen, right? Yeah. Start with the basics. Tightness first. Listen, you know then... what? You could wrap me up in a pretty tight conspiracy <laughs> type <laughs> game without knowing how many times a week I jerk off. I'm I don't just think saying. So. <laughs> I think you need to know. But would it be worth it? No. no. Oh, but just so you know how many times I'm going to get like a longer shower in. Or maybe like <laughs> like like could you be like uh, like if they put a sexy lady out there or whatever you like. Oh. Bestiality or whatever. And then you, <laughs> would you would you spring for it? Would you engage? Would you oh, would, I you, see. would you would you follow they that? They need to path? know what I'm going to fall for. It would be great uh, if James, they got to map your whole mind. James everyone's like, "How many times a week do you masturbate?" And Douglas is like, how much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> you might want to order lunch. I definitely have to rewatch the game. Now. Oh yeah, uh, all right. Movie. So the, uh, the that's, that's a good one. Sure. Avengers for sure. Like they got James Eckhouse at the end of that movie being like James Eckhouse, uh, the father from no- Beverly Hills 90210. Oh right? yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, don't uh, worry about it. <laughs> he's playing like some senator and like thank God for the Avengers. I'm like no way. No, no. that wouldn't happen. So did they actually now? And Daredevil even goes so far as to be like, the event in New York. But no one ever talks about it. No. Let's just say ISIS. That's what you want to fucking mm-hmm. say. Like, that would, so oh, much of this would be Or they would blame ISIS. it on Hydra. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, like, because well, Hydra would probably run ISIS, I imagine. Or they would be like, "Oh, it was those simi- the Syrian immigrants. Let's uh, let's yeah. let's pass some legislation it's, so no metal dragons come yeah, in yeah, because of those Syrian immigrants. Syria is known for their metal dragons. That wasn't a metal dragon. That was a thousand babies in armor." <laughs> 
trying to just find a place to live. Yeah. And any way you can pass you know who can, against it, yeah. You know who can rip a hole in the sky? The Syrians. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you. Another but, franchise that does that shit, though, is like those Transformer movies. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. How Louisa's, explain that devastation. How am I supposed to go to work, uh, you know, work a nine-to-five knowing that a car could turn into a robot and fucking cut my head off? That's oh, a real yeah. problem. I'm not going to work that day. <laughs> I'm looking over my shoulder. <laughs> work canceled due to robots. Wait, am I getting on the bus? Or is this the belly of a monster? <laughs> Actually, speaking of Ghostbusters, though, I think Ghostbusters 2 would be, like, the harder thing to get over. The Statue of Liberty fucking falls yeah, down it, in the middle of the street. Mm, uh, by the way, tourism is way down after that. Oh, Mayor Dickens has his hand filled. After walking around, too, how did, the, how did those joints work? Oh, of the you statue? Yeah. yeah, it turns out it's a stupid movie. Oh, you know what? Speaking of stupid movies, Ninja Turtles 2, Out of the Shadows... That's a conspiracy theory. No, like nobody's business because oh, a big the, thing appears in the sky. A big, That's the, right. the Technodrome shows up, and the oh, turtles yeah. stop it. And then, like Laura Linney is like, "Oh, nobody knows," but some people are at an event with the turtles. Those people are talking. Those people They're, are totally. You're getting a leak left and right, mm-hmm. Laura Linney. I don't care what you say. Where I mean, and also Man of Steel. This is like, oh well, it's just a Superman. Yeah, and he's just a, he's not an alien who came to Earth to destroy half of our planet, or so. Yeah, you need those nut jobs. Where were those nut jobs in BVS? Like that's mm-hmm. like you know you have yeah. to have more uh, voice from the anti Superman community. Oh, but he's handsome. He's nice. I just feel like anything that has casual aliens in it has to be a huge conspiracy. Like He Man, mm. casual aliens, coneheads. Yes, exactly. <laughs> What's their deal? Man, huh? was there a more casual race of aliens than Conan's? <laughs> They're just hanging They were out. pretty casual. They like to eat a hoagie just like the rest of them. They, they, uh, Subway got their money's worth out of that movie. Also, the Red. has anybody else seen the Red Dawn remake? Oh, no. no. Who do they blame it on that? North Korea? Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, that or is it the Chinese? It was supposed it was to be Korea. Chinese, and then they changed, changed it to North Korea because they didn't want to. Uh, give up the uh, Chinese rights. Yeah, the box office. Chinese box office. Oh, yeah, that makes total sense. They have a whole scene in it where, um, in the middle of a crisis, they have to stop at a subway, (laughs) and the guy is actually calling the guy a sandwich artist. Oh come on! Wow, that's really yeah, sandwich artist. You put more pepperoni on that. We gotta go. No way does that happen. Something like that happens. If North Korea were to invade and take over the United States, one of the best possible outcomes is we no longer have to say sandwich artist. Uh, all right, so Chris Cabin. All right, moving on here. Amy Adams, niceness confirmed. Oh, That's what I like to read. Hello, gang. Greetings from Los Angeles. I'm a big fan, and I'm so glad you guys came out to do a live show. So are we. Afterward, I met a damp-shirted Steven Sadak. A real pleasure. Now, if you don't recall, uh, that's because Steve sort of like yeah, half vomited it. on a bunch of people mm. from the <laughs> stage. Half vo- All right, drool, spit, vomit. vomit. I, I, speaking of conspiracy theories, <laughs> I was drinking something went down the wrong pipe. It went spraying everywhere, all over the front row, and hitting a woman and you know maybe a baby too. I'm not sure. I, I think you probably you ruined her chicken fingers. That's for well. sure. She's not yeah. eating. Or maybe she was pregnant. She was no more. <laughs> because of that oh, oh, man. come on <laughs> all right what, what else here uh real pleasure i hope you all i hope you all get out here again soon we will at some point mm-hmm. i am writing to verify that amy adams is the nicest lady in hollywood finally yes, yes. confirmation yeah, that's what we needed i'm an aspiring writer out here in los angeles which means i work at coffee shops mm-hmm. a few years ago i worked at a real fancy pants joint uh in the well in the wealthy Brentwood neighborhood. Oh, oh my God! Former OJ. home of OJ Simpson. Ooh. Next time we go to LA, I'm definitely driving around Brent. We got to drive oh, around Brentwood. We got to bring to the, see the house. Yeah, we got to get the Ghostbusters. <laughs> you morbid fucks. <laughs> uh, okay. In noted, the wealthy Brent- noted coffee enthusiast OJ Simpson. Maybe. <laughs> the wealthy Brentwood neighborhood, and as such, served numerous celebrities. Some of them were pretty normal. Christopher Guest, Christian Bale. I fucking th- refuse to believe that Christian Bale. Christian Bale's one. normal? Yeah, well, what, 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 how's he got a normal list? <laughs> <laughs> no Batman's ever been normal. I mean, I guess the idea is when Christian Bale comes in, everybody tightens, and yeah. it's like, oh, God, here it comes. It's your asshole. Here comes Batman. <laughs> and, like, he <laughs> orders a coffee, and everyone does it exactly right. Because sure. everyone, like, you could hear a pin yeah. drop, and he's like, yeah, I'll take a little soy milk and all of it. <laughs> A squeeze of everyone's like, okay, oh okay. Oh no other order is being prepared. Like every the place like shuts down. It's like make Batman's coffee and get him out of here without strangling. I don't want him to trash my lights, man. <laughs> he looks down. He looks down at the cup and he's like, he looks over at other people. 
Everybody else got a maple leaf. Why didn't I get a? <laughs> oh no! All right, so uh, uh, yeah, I know, I um, some were a little intense and odd. Christoph Waltz checks oh, wow. out. Makes sense. And some of them were quirky, self-conscious, but well-meaning. America's greatest white actor, Michael Keaton. Wow, two ba- he served two Batman. Wow. you got to get Val Kilmer in there. <laughs> a lot well, of Batman. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you have to start serving whiskey if you want Val Kilmer to come in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Clooney's not showing up, though. He's got oh, that, yeah. like, Nespresso machine that he and Danny DeVito <laughs> party with. <laughs> They're just partying with it. I just bring Im- it everywhere. <laughs> I just imagine that they can only use it if both of them are in the same room and they have to, like, turn their keys at the same time. <laughs> George, I want a coffee. Turn Get over here. <laughs> Put a little lemon cello in my <laughs> Oh, yeah. Lemon cello. Ah. having lemon cellos with George. Cloudy. <laughs> oh, that's a great but only viral a, video. But only a few were truly nice. There's an asterisk. I don't even know where that is. Don't worry about it. About it. If, uh, no. Oh, one of those people. Uh, yeah. Okay, but, but one of those people was Amy Adams. Hooray. Nice. She came into she came into the store. This was circa American Hustle. She's the only watchable part of that movie. I would say that's probably it's a accurate. good movie. I think it's a totally good movie. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, and ordered a coffee. Then she struck up a conversation with me. We'd both spent time in the Midwest, and we talked about our time out there and our favorite beers from that area. I love that detail that Amy Adams is knowledgeable about beers. Absolutely, that's fucking cool. That's good to know. I like that. She was genuine. Very nice and so so polite. She stood. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, you're from the Midwest. I've been there. <laughs> You've got a lot of nothing out there. You guys like beer, right? Yeah, I like beer. No, I'm not. No, she's not playing a guessing game. She knows what yeah, these no, beers. No, no, are. no, I. That's what I choose to believe. Um, <laughs> she stood out as one of my nicest interactions with a customer from that ritzy neighborhood. Nice. Unfortunately, our conversation was interrupted by another customer who had already been served and was hanging out in the shop talking loudly into his phone. Hey, you! Take a selfie with me! He yelled at American treasure Amy Adams, (laughs) clearly not understanding what a selfie was. Take a selfie with me! You! Come on! Hey! I'm just picturing some ogre berating this poor woman. Just barking at a national treasure. <laughs> what exclamation points in this? If, they, if he was doing this, I would be uh, trying to take him down. Uh, Amy Adams graciously agreed. You need a, that's when you need a Batman in the coffee shop. When, when you, actually, you, you one hope. of the few times ba- a Batman wasn't in the coffee Any shop. Any of them. Just chop them right in the throat. <laughs> you should just have one in the back room all the time. <laughs> or maybe Kevin Conroy was there, but nobody noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Here. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, uh, let me do my Batman. Oh, my God. It's going to go Amy Adams graciously agreed. Why would you? Apologized <laughs> to me oh, wow. for the interruption oh, and then took a picture with the guy. She's amazing. Not only that, but she moved them to a different part of the store where the light was better so he'd end up with a really good picture. And you know what that is? That's her being incredibly smart because she knows if he gets a good one the first time, he's not going to fucking come back. For yeah, you're round the two. worst. You can't, you, no matter what, you can't come back. No. It's, no. it's a one and done. Yep. You click, Even if it's you're horrible. Done. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's my problem. What, you've been getting a lot of them? No, no, I mean, like, literally, that's your problem <laughs> no, as, as, a, your, oh, as okay. a photographer. Yeah, you had your <laughs> shot mm-hmm. to get your selfie. Don't say selfie to Amy Adams no, either, seriously. please. Would you mind taking a picture with me? Yeah. Don't be an animal. <laughs> God. Afterward, uh, she came back over, thanked me for the coffee, and said goodbye. Oh, wow. Still goes down Class as act. one of the nicest interactions I had at that shop. And I'm sure that if I'd run a podcast at the time... And asked her to be on it, she would have thanked me profusely but politely declined. <laughs> oh no, I don't Accurate. know what those are. That's no, okay. Oh, that's so nice of you. I can't do that. I'm really busy with anything else. <laughs> oh, is that one of those things that's not a movie? <laughs> I have a ton of laundry to send out. <laughs> I have David O. Russell's cell phone number here. <laughs> that's uh, no excuse. I just have a phone number. Yeah. I just wanted to let you guys know that you're right on the money with the fact that Amy Adams is a class act. Keep up the good work, Andrew. Yes. Uh oh. I support you guys on Patreon and want to let you know. Oh, that thank I'm, you so much. <laughs> that's so nice. I'm so glad to do so. You provide me with a lot of great entertainment. I hope that my contribution makes it easier to keep doing that. Roof. I'd feel a real Midwest guilt if I didn't mention that on Mother's Day, Jennifer Garner came in, gave us a hundred dollar bill for her fifteen dollar coffee order, gave us a twenty dollar tip, and then asked us to use the rest to buy coffee for the customers. 
who came in after her for Mother's Day. Oh my, that's she so was nice. delightful and gracious and made a lot of people. Yeah, she's people no there. Amy Adams. No, she's no. But Amy I guess Adams. that's okay. But she's yeah. up there. She's in the same category. Yeah. She probably stole a hundred dollars from Ben Affleck and was like, "I'm gonna fucking waste this. <laughs> <laughs> I have my own money to waste. I'm a millionaire on my own, but I'm gonna well, that, waste this son of a bitch's money." That's exactly why she's not up there with Amy Adams. Because she's got Affleck stink all over. Her. <laughs> Goodness. Good lord. Oh, yeah, Google. Did, did that come up when you Googled bestiality? <laughs> Affleck stick. The Affleck will spray his mate before <laughs> penetrating. Oh. oh, man. That's why nobody saw Live by Night. <laughs> That's one of the reasons. Uh, <clears throat> okay, let's see Is here. He spraying a lot, mate? <laughs> spraying all over the place. The KKK is in that, huh? Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's like gangsters v the KKK. That's essentially, the idea. The, uh, yeah. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> give that to Walter Hill. Yeah, that. Oh, that's it. Three months later, he's got you a movie, and it's out. Already. I wouldn't give anything to Walter Hill these days. With that fucking Michelle Rodriguez movie, that's a story for another day. Uh, all right, <clears throat> next letter. Thank you for not racisting, dear WHM crew. Praise be for your podcast. Nothing breaks up a boring nine to five like finding new ways to disguise my cackle. From your impressions to your film school references to your characters you make up, you never fail to make me laugh out loud. I've listened to your episode for The Watcher five or six times, and Keanu yelling as assistant Brian always takes me out, and the mailbag is just everything. Anyway, once upon a time in college, I was forced to take a 101 film class. Forced? All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, that I had already taken after transferring from a school uh, where I had taken yeah, two semesters worth of film. Right. Yeah, that stinks. Uh, while lecturing us on early cinema, D.W. Griffith's innovative shit pile, Birth of a Nation, came up. And the professor said, yeah, some people think the film is racist, but that's just one opinion. Hmm? As, uh, hmm? as one of four black kids in the class, I immediately got hot. I turned to my also black friend next to me and whispered, girl, have you seen that movie? She shook her head. The KKK is the hero of the film. Isn't the KKK the hero of the film? She raised <laughs> Man, her hand, on. but she didn't wait to be called on. The class turned to her, then looked at the professor whose face was a, uh, about 50 shades of bright pink. Oh, uh, maybe, he said, changing the slide on his PowerPoint. <laughs> I haven't actually seen it. What? He's not qualified to teach no. film at all. <clears throat> no. Now, uh, this is from the man well, teaching. Also, if you haven't yeah. seen it, why, casual, why, why throw away the one thing everybody knows about it? Yeah, exa- That's like, like a racist movie. Okay. Also, though, like if you haven't seen it, yeah, you should totally know that. Maybe uh, like it's just no. Yeah, it's, if you're it's not osmosis, gonna, you're not going to mention the blackface and all the other stuff that goes on in that movie. You just do a casual, nice fact like, hey, you know, uh, Ralph Walsh uh, played uh, John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice little trivia bit. Well, I mean, also, I assume you had a weekend sometime around there. <laughs> Why not watch the damn movie since it's your job? You had to put together this fucking PowerPoint. Like, what are you doing? Also, you can just literally look at the poster and you can know that that movie's racist. <laughs> anyway, back to Ghostbusters. And, like, everything <laughs> is about Ghostbusters. That's the only movie he saw. Uh, this is from the man teaching development of motion pictures. <laughs> development. And he hasn't seen one of the first. I was taught that it was the first, but I read somewhere that it's not feature film in the U.S. So anyway, I was wondering if you guys ever had similar experiences either in school or in regular conversation where someone just totally misses the point of a film show something uh, or has a really unfounded opinion of a movie actor, etc. And it makes you wonder, is this person an idiot? Thanks for reading. Grace. Now, first of all. Yeah, that movie's racist because uh, the Klan are the heroes of the film. Sure. That's what that is. And killing uh, black Americans in it is seen as a heroic act yeah. in two or three scenes. It's also responsible for uh, creating this this view in like American culture of like the, the black man as a criminal. Sure. Right. Just watch the 13th. Yeah, just go home and watch the 13th. Uh, that's streaming on Netflix, which this movie isn't. But the reason you still teach it in film classes like I do, and I've seen it because I'm a fucking professional. This idiot. I want this dude's name. <laughs> but the reason you teach it, one of the reasons is it was innovative in its editing style of cutting in, which is like you go from establishing shot to like cut in further into like, you know, if it's like a establishing shot of a house, then we cut inside the house and then we're cutting like shot reverse shot of a conversation. Right? So it started doing things like that. It's a horribly racist movie. It's technically innovative. That's the end of it. Uh, I don't show it. I just like show a clip of it and say, hey, that's racist and let's move <laughs> on. But yeah, as far as like people like getting caught and stuff like that, like one of the biggest things I found in, in film school is it was always a pissing contest about like who had seen what. 
and everybody oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. fucking Every fighting time. over like you know oh i saw this oh but did you see that yeah i saw that too and eventually you get to this thing where you realize after a while like someone's lying about something mm-hmm. you know like someone like i definitely caught some folks that like they'd be talking about something and you're like you haven't seen that fucking movie like, what on earth are you even talking about right now that kind of a thing happens quite a bit. Yeah. I was in a film class once, and uh, we were talking about movie sequels, and Jamie Kennedy was cracking all these funny jokes, <laughs> and like there was actually no class structure at all. It was just like <laughs> Jamie Kennedy doing bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions, right. clapping, yeah, sure. and then the class was over. Oh, no, that's Scream 2. I'm sorry. I, I, I haven't taken a film <laughs> class. I've only seen Scream 2 a lot. I was going to say, is that Jimmy Kennedy's experience? What was that show? <laughs> the Experiment. JKX. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> You better, you better not be fucking lying about having seen that. I've never seen it. I just know that in like ads, they'd be like, next week on JKX, if anybody watched that. Did was it a sketch show? how horrible that is, that sketch show? No. Is it a sketch show? I don't know. It was but... like a prank show, I think. Oh, Did is that what it was? Jamie Kennedy is the hero of this show. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but yeah, uh... I, that's why I stopped teaching it. History of modern comedy. You know what you can instead teach is that disastrous New Year's Eve thing he hosted on that like LA syndicated thing. That is pretty hilarious. Oh, where Macy Gray's wasted and like a fucking fight breaks out right when the clock strikes midnight. Kevin, have you never seen this? This is like 2015 or something, or 14 maybe. I have not kept up with the doings of Jamie Kennedy. (laughs) It was some like LA like local syndicated thing, and Jamie Kennedy was hosting like a shitty LA version of like Dick Clark's rock and new year's oh. Eve. And it got totally out of control. And like Macy Gray was singing on it and she was wasted. And then like the end of it, he's like, all right, everybody, we're happy new year. And then like two people got in a fight, like live on camera. It was great. It was on YouTube for a while. Ago. I think it probably still is. You might want to check that out. Pat in, Oswald did in like, between your Googlings. Okay, in between my Googlings. Pat and Oswald did an amazing like live tweet like of it being broadcast. It was pretty awesome. All right, <clears throat> the Santa Claus Three story. Uh oh. Dear We Hate Movies. Uh, first, let me uh, preface the story with a quick but important bit of information. I am one of the youth that you often refer to. I was <laughs> born in January 1994. Oh, Eric just had a heart attack. God. Everybody yeah. help Eric. He just had a heart attack. <laughs> and thus uh, only get about half of the references you guys make about the late 90s and early 2000s, thankfully. However, you better believe that I uh, get all your wrestling references. Uh, wow. But I digress. I started listening to your podcast in 2015, blah, blah, blah. He likes it a lot. Um However, back to the prior uh, December, I didn't have a story uh, that accompanied any of the episodes that you had ever done, but after listening to your episode on the Santa Claus 3, I gladly realized that I finally had a story worth sharing. Back in the long and thankfully lost year of 2006, uh, I was young and a remarkably stupid kid. I was living in Salt Lake City, Utah, and was thus raised Mormon. Oh. Uh, while not all Mormons are raised as strictly as I was, my mother and father, my mother certainly censored my view of pop cultures and film. Uh, I wasn't allowed to watch The Goonies, Black Cauldron, or Ants. You're fine really? on all three, man. Yeah. <laughs> Good job mothering. Uh, because they were all too violent or scary. Wow. Ants. You know what? Oh, ants everybody would keep me up at night. Everybody forgets that massacre scene at the end of Ants, man, <laughs> where like it's a, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a hive of yeah. like those red fire ants and they just fucking eat a kid what? alive. Hey, Sylvester Stallone ant, you want to go commit genocide? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go eat this little baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I forgot that whole, the flashback scene to Cambodia and the Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that's where the oh the sloth origins. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The sloth begins. (laughs) That's a movie I want. Hey, you guys, and got captured. (laughs) Oh no! Yeah, they did all sorts of stuff to his genitals and and head. Yes, and the gang of four didn't say anything. Gang of four. Although he did sell a share with, uh, he did sell a cell. He did share a cell with John McCain. Oh wow, that's, right. oh, that's, that's a little known fact about John McCain's. I time hate the Vietnam. Goonies. I don't like movies about people who were captured. <laughs> <laughs> I like people that weren't captured. Chunk, Chunk is weak. <laughs> Sloth should just get out of here. Just leave. <laughs> Data is not a real American. You know why. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, I even had to steal my brother, my older brother's copies of Star Wars and watch them when my parents weren't home. Why did he get to have Star Wars? Why wasn't the brother like, hey, man, 
our parents oh, shit, aren't home. Let's watch Star Wars. Secret Star Wars. Yeah, totally. Uh, with all that in mind, my mom took <laughs> us to see, uh, as a family, to go see the Santa Claus 3 in theaters. I was 12, nearly 13, and was thus not too into it. You uh, know what? We watched that movie at plus 30, and we weren't that into it either. I don't think uh, any age is appropriate to watch yeah, Santa Claus Yeah, I don't 3. know. That over the Goonies, I'd say that is much more It's more violent, demented for, sure, for yeah. certain. All right, now I have a question um, because it's going to come up, and I don't know if it's a spelling error or not. So uh, I'm going to read the sentence, and you guys tell me if I'm misspelling. Uh, Why is this guy writing that? I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't 12, nearly 13, and uh, was thus not doing it. But thus being a moron, I wasn't offended by it. Now I'm curious. Did he meant to say Mormon there? Probably. Right. He yeah, said it says moron. moron. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know that this person's right. a moron. <laughs> what? I, well, I think he's not. I mean, like, he's like, oh, at the time I was a moron. Oh, yeah, I was being okay, a moron got it. Okay. and wasn't. I mean, I thought that might have been a Freudian slip. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, I mean, we watch. I wasn't offended by that movie. I'm not a moron. <laughs> it's a fucking stupid movie. <laughs> and also, he didn't capitalize if it was. Yeah, a that's a good point. It would be a capital um, M moron in that case. <laughs> um, like Steve Sadak's a capital M moron. <laughs> grow up. Uh, <laughs> I have since rewatched it, and there was more disturbed how, how bad it is. As the movie came to a close, my dad began to get all of our stuff together so that he could leave as soon as possible. Oh, yikes. Smart move. My dad is one of those people who absolutely needs to be the first person out of a, whatever venue we're, we're in. Yeah, that's, uh, that's just called dad syndrome. Mm-hmm. Let's go. We're leaving. Uh, <laughs> there are multiple instances where we... Uh, there were are multiple instances instances when we would have to talk to him into staying for stinger scenes at the end of a movie. He le- he made us leave a jazz game with two minutes left in the fourth so we could beat traffic. The game ended wound up going into double overtime and ended, ended with a buzzer beater. Wow. What a piece of shit. Uh, I put my finger in my father's chest over that <laughs> shit. Uh, when we got tickets uh, to go see Journey and Cheap Trick, he demanded... yeah. That he is a bill, man. That is a bill. The he, bill and a half. He demanded once again we beat traffic and we had to listen to all three encores from the car while we waited to get out of the parking lot. Come on, Dad. Uh, like, what are you paying for? Exactly. You paid money to see those three That's encores. a $100 ticket, man. Come to on. To be the first one out. Wait, wait, wait. Journey and Cheap Trick is a $100 ticket? That's yeah. more like radio station giveaway. I think <laughs> 50. Also, it's Utah. You're right. I Depending go, on, like, would, is it an auditorium yeah. or is it like an outside? An auditorium. Welcome to this high school gymnasium. <laughs> Ladies again, and gentlemen, cheap trick. Dude, yeah, yeah. again, journey and cheap trick. I would pay $30 to see that bill Easily. in a high school auditorium. So America played our college at one point, and okay. that was like 20 bucks, maybe. America? Did yeah. they really? Yeah. You didn't call me? No. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't remember that. I, I certainly wish I did. I uh, also want to know about that jazz game, though, because, like, what era of the jazz are we talking? I'm going to well, guess 2006 ish. Well, we're this talking guy's young. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. So it was probably like a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely post Stockton and Malone. I'm guessing. And that's what I was Maybe like. We're are talking you, are the you, Carlos Boozer era. Well, that's what I was like. If you're walking out on the mailman, that's one. That's like <laughs> that's, that's a sin. That, that sucks, man. But if it's just you know, yeah. If it was last week, who could mm. care? Uh, I however, blah 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 blah. So as the Santa Claus three ended, and I also hate these people. You'll see this like as a movie like is in its third act. People are putting their coats on. Yeah, I'm like, you don't know. You don't. I mean, like some movies, you're like, oh, that's the end of the movie, but like. People leave and miss real information sometimes. Totally. I, 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 real I, information. But again, like you paid yes. a ton of money. Yeah. You mm-hmm. probably, your fat ass got a bunch of fucking <laughs> snacks from the concession stand. Like finish the movie. Finish that movie. I, I, Where else do you have to be? You allotted time to leave your house mm-hmm. to go see this movie. Maybe the tra- trailers went long. You never know. It makes, uh, to me, it makes more sense if you're doing it the, 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 the basketball game mm-hmm. or at the concert. But like if you're watching Santa Claus 3 <laughs> and I'm a father. <laughs> I would go out into the car, do you know, a little Spanish flea, you know, <laughs> yeah. just hang out just for wait. a little bit, wait for them to come out, wait for them to yeah, come that's, out. Yeah, that's a good move. Okay, so uh, so as Santa Claus 3 ended, he stood up to run to the car, uh, determined to beat traffic out, out, of, out of this hardly crowded matinee. <laughs> uh, I, however, still had some popcorn and a Dr. Pepper and I, that I was determined to finish. Good for you, kid. But you also bring the soda with you. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know, man. They're Mormons. Maybe you can't have soda. Actually, wait. Mormons. Isn't Dr. Pepper filled with caffeine? Yeah. What is going on? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, oh, Jesus. Uh, he got up, long jumped down the five <laughs> stairs, then glared up back up.
up at me uh, and did the dad head flip, which meant we are leaving. Yikes. Uh, Don't cross this guy. <laughs> when those bloopers came up on the screen to my glee and to his horror, <laughs> uh, I looked at mom and suggested we stay because these could be funny. Uh, she rose and said we should probably leave. Yeah, she doesn't want to fucking hear it yeah. after you go to bed. Yeah, yeah, you'll go to sleep and this discussion will continue. <laughs> she rose, said she probably should leave my little brother following in her wake. Uh, I, however, was determined to stay, not because I cared about Tim Allen, but because I needed to change uh, my dad's leaving too early ways. Maybe this is like the week after the jazz game and you're like, you know what, dad? <laughs> this uh, ends here! Uh, he then... <laughs> This is the dry, uh, dividing line. Son, McClintock is starting at <laughs> 5 p.m. Oh, that's right. Uh, he then proceeded to walk uh, to the row in front uh, and lean over and say in a tone I can only describe as almost yelling that this move, this stupid movie is over. Uh, we will be in the car as a family in five minutes, holding up his hand, presenting all five fingers in my face. Yikes. If you are not there, then feel free to walk home holy wow. shit this dude's drawn a line in the sand uh-huh. <laughs> well he just saw santa claus three. <laughs> yeah <laughs> tensions were running high yeah i feel like you gotta give dad a little leeway here i was in shock and the, through the smell of uh diet coke and red vines i could tell how seriously he how serious he was as he walked Wait, and now a, this mormon dad is drinking diet coke well, that's the thing he's all they're all hepped up on caffeine now yeah. caffeine and sugar but they, they got can't, no idea what to do with themselves you know, they can't do anything else i think is the rule right? what like they can't do alcohol yeah, yeah i yeah, thought yeah. caffeine was in that uh, camp though so i think some but you know, not that all that might be like the um, the orthodox like the ones oh, who are the branded real at hardcores birth. those yeah. branded at birth uh, the, the the re-magic underweared <laughs> I just had to watch Santa Claus 3 wearing my magic Mormon glasses. <laughs> um, <laughs> as, uh, as he walked in the stairs, I decided to call his bluff. Remember, I was a stupid kid. As I left the theater 10 cringy and laughless minutes later, I went to our parking stall, which was notably occupied by another vehicle. Ooh. Wow. That, sil- that old silver-haired bastard actually <laughs> did it. Touche. Uh, I then proceeded to go to the front desk and call my mom for a ride and was informed that I would have to call my older sister for a ride home. Wow. Whoa. He burned all the bridges. Wow. Uh, being adopted, there are boundaries I like to push. This is a very... Oh, d- th- th- a third act <laughs> adoption mentioned, by uh, the way. There are boundaries I like to push. However, I had gambled with my adopted dad's pa- patience and lost. You guys uh, talking about those goddamn bloopers or whatever they're called brought it back in the memory, which I now find hilarious. My childhood is filled with stories of me testing my parents' patience, and your episode brought me brought that one to the surface. I have since empathized with my dad's need to flee the theater that day, and though I am rarely in a rush to leave anywhere early, I understand his desire to be traffic. Do you guys have any story of your dads losing their patience in public or, or perhaps even have a your walking home tale? Uh, keep up the uh, hilarious and give up my regards to Eric movie, The Ghost of Chris Cabin, Andrew Jupin, and fan favorite human super soaker, Steven Sadag. Now, if no one remembers, that's because one time in L.A., oh, Steve right. vomited. We all know up. the story about it. did not up, vomit. Coughed up a liter of water onto a poor young <laughs> a woman. Liter. A liter is not correct. Two liters? Yes, two liters. Okay, so <laughs> what's, what's, let's, let's answer the question that we were asked, okay? Uh, one time, uh, man, I got a lot of memories from this Myrtle Beach planet, Hollywood. Uh, one time we went and, uh, you know, because we would go to Myrtle Beach like every year for vacation, right? So it was like you always got to drag your idiot kids back to this chain restaurant. And we went and this, it was a particularly tough year. My grandmother had just died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's like, so we, <clears throat> we had like the funeral. We did all that. Uh, and then it was like, look, we got this thing booked. Like, let's just go. Like, let's yeah. get the fuck out of here. Right. So we get down there and wouldn't you know it? Uh, seven days later, six days later, whatever it was, my great grandmother died. Oh shit! Yeah, and so my mom was like, "Listen, I'll go up. I'll be the representation." You know, she says to my dad, "Like, you stay down here with the kids and just, you know, whatever." So my dad is now left with these three monsters that sure. he has to deal with for like a whole week, right? So he takes us to the Planet Hollywood, and they do the thing where it's like, "Okay, like this is Planet Hollywood," blah blah blah, and the waitress is like. Takes out like a, it's a little like drink menu or something, and she's like, "And I'm just gonna leave this menu right here in the middle of all your condiments, so uh, we know that the table's still taken. And this way, you guys can get up and walk around and look at all the merchandise." And before this woman could put the menu like down to the table, my dad grabbed it in midair <laughs> and gave it back to her and just said, "That won't be necessary <laughs> because my dad was not walking around looking at movie merchandise. You better believe it." 
Um, <laughs> I will say um, my dad and me went to go see. I mean, my family's uh, pretty practical when it came to movies. Like if like my mom and dad would go see separate movies, if sure. they didn't like the movie that they had chosen. Right. So at this point, my dad had known that Moulin Rouge was going to get nominated for something. So okay. he's like, all right, let's go see it. And sure. so it was me and him and my mom went to see something else. She uh, went to go see an action movie. Probably. <laughs> she went to go see Demolition Man down the <laughs> Probably while smoking a stogie. Um, so my dad and me, we get in there uh, watching the movie about 20 minutes in. I'm like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I'm just waiting there. I'm like watching it half in, half out. At one point, my dad just comes over. doesn't come over. He just whispers in my ear. He's like, I'm going to leave in like 10 minutes. <laughs> I can't do this. Um if you want to stay, you know, you can. Or do you want to go see something else? I'm like, uh, I want to see something else. So instead of going to see Moulin Rouge or finishing Moulin Rouge, we went to see The Mummy Returns. Oh, nice. Oh, yes. nice. Well done. Yes, yes well. step up. Much, a much better movie. <laughs> I don't have as similar of a story, but one thing that comes to mind is uh, I was once I was taken to the dentist's office as a child. Okay. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I hear that. Right. You know, I, 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 <laughs> yes. So I got out. And, uh, you know, my father wasn't there to pick me up. Uh-huh. Um, so I was like, huh. So I wait. Well, he, no, he doesn't seem to be coming. <laughs> you know what I'll do? I'll start walking down the street. And then when he's driving to pick me up, we'll have a little laugh about it. <laughs> this is a mistake. I can smell it already. Uh, five miles later, I got home. <laughs> Did he Holy like? Shit. Did was he, he ghost was he home like watching TV? Yeah, he just forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's it awesome. I had <laughs> witnessed uh, my favorite ira- It wasn't my dad, but it was my uh, a friend of mine's dad. Uh, the most irrational dad argument. Like you ever see those dad arguments? Oh. Like just for the sake of arguing, just, like a dad, just for something. Uh, my buddy wanted to go to this um, uh, video game store. It's like a big uh, retail place called Corners. Uh, it, it was like seven o'clock. They closed at like seven ish. Maybe nobody knew the internet didn't exist. We're driving around. <laughs> he's like, "Hey, Dad, uh, you want to drop me off at Corners?" And he's like, "Well, they're probably going to be closed." And he's like, "Well, no, no, I think they're open till seven thirty. Like, James, they're closed. It's Corners. They're going to be fucking closed. You're not going to Corners." And he's like, "Yeah, you don't know what they are. You don't know when they're open. I was there at seven thirty. No, no, you're not going to Corners." He's going crazy about it. Right? It's like all about not going to Corners. You're not going to Corners. And then like he loses it. And then like he's like, "Fine, we'll just go home." And he's like, "The dad just driving." He's like. I don't know. They might be open. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you can't go apeshit like that one second. Then yeah. just turn around and say they might be open. Drove me nuts. Is amazing. Do you want to know why I've never seen the end of the Keanu Reeves Gene Hackman film, The Replacement? Please. Yes, I do. Because so, you left. <laughs> <laughs> against my own will. Kind of. So what happened was I went to see it with a, a friend of mine. And it was at the old multiplex that we used to work at, Chris Cabin. And mm-hmm. uh, it was like a late night show. I'm like, ah. Sunday night or some such business, so there was school to be had the next day, and I got a ride like with this dude like to the theater, and his parents were going to pick us up. Yeah, and this guy is like getting into it with his mom. Like the mom was like texting, like it's late, like I'm coming. And he's like the movie's not over with, kind of a thing, and like they get in this huge you know brouhaha, <laughs> oh, geez, and he's so like, he's like, all right, yeah, like my mom's taking me, you know, we're, we're going home, and <laughs> I was like, I want to stay and watch the end of this movie, uh-huh. see if they win the big game or what have you. See, yeah, see what happens, and so he's like, all right, well, we're not your ride then, if that's the case, and I was like, all right, all right, fine, fine, mm-hmm. and I specified to this dude, I was like, let's just leave, so, let me go to the bathroom, yeah. I'll meet you out in the parking lot. Motherfucker left without me. Oh, wow. I had explicitly agreed to wow. leave this movie, and his mom just peeled out. <sighs> she had somewhere to be, huh? Yeah, home. <laughs> so then I, had, I just called for a ride because in the in the middle of all this, like I missed like twenty minutes of this Too fascinating late. football comedy. <laughs> yes, very fascinating. There's a great PS on the end of this. Email, oh yeah, by sure, the sure, way. sure. Okay, uh, PS. That's a uh, postscript. Uh, that's, that's right. That's a, uh, wait, nope, that's not it. Sorry. Uh, Should I read it? Yeah, please. P.S. I will reiterate that I was born in 1994 and didn't know what corn, limp biscuit, or slipknot were. But thanks to this year's episodes, I went and checked them out. And you know what? 
they're shit, and I hold you people accountable for putting the idea into my head we never that s- I should go check them out. No one told anyone no. under the age of anything to and go listen to this no, music. No, it's, it's a, you know, it's, we're a product of our time, and we were exposed to that stuff. We weren't encouraged anyone, we, yeah, anyone else to check it out. I believe we warned profusely that it was garbage. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, you know. Auditory garbage. Your generation has Justin Bieber. We had Jonathan Davis. <laughs> Well, what, it's more like Imagine Dragons, more like ro- yeah, like Bieber's uh, pop, so like a yeah. big rock and roll asshole. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> a big, big rock and roll asshole. Uh, uh, all right. Final one. Here we go. Sandman killed my dreams. Hello, WHM gang. First off, I started listening to the podcast this year. Thanks a lot. I've blown through nearly every available episode on Spotify in about a month and a half. I grew up in a house where movies were not super important unless they contained some kind of lesson. So I feel as if I missed out. Well, yeah, you definitely they did. They all have lessons. Yes. That's, you just didn't look hard enough. Yeah. Not all of them have nudity, but all of them do have. <laughs> also, how do you know whether the, or not the film had a lesson? Like that's We're talking well, like pre-screening. The, that means your parents lied yeah. to you. Oh. And the lesson of Zoo, Chris, and correct me if I'm wrong here, sure. to not let a horse fuck you in the ass because you might die. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are several themes being juggled, but that is one of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Running with pornography, not a great idea. And what is the lesson of Birth of a Nation? Uh, the new one or the old one? <laughs> oh. The old one. Well, the old one, uh, be racist. That's, uh, that is <laughs> That's the lesson of that movie, actually. All right. Uh, bu- 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 they all have lessons. They're not, they don't have to be good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, growing up on bad movies is a rite of passage in the United States, and you all are helping me pay my dues. You guys have kept me sane and made it so I don't have to talk to my roommate. Yikes. Uh, for that, I can never thank you enough. Now, for the reason I'm writing in, I heard you guys like asshole actor stories. We do. I grew up in a small... Not Amy Adams, though. No, 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 no. no, no. You'll never hear an asshole Queen? tale Queen? No. <laughs> uh, I grew up in a small rural town in Texas. Hunting, football, and church were the favorite pastimes. While my mom was born in bred, uh, my mom was a born and bred Texan. My dad was a first generation Korean immigrant turned California punk. Sounds like a cool dude. I wow. like that guy already. Uh, since my dad was my main caretaker as a child, I didn't care about any of those things. <laughs> Instead, I started uh, dancing and uh, doing theater. I was in my first community theater production when I was in the seventh grade. So when it was announced that a real life movie actor was coming to career day, I was over the moon. This was two or three years after Spider Man Three came out. <laughs> uh, but superhero movies were something of a rarity then. Oh, the golden age, huh? Uh, yeah. Oh, when you had like one a year, you remember one that? Year, one, one every other year, even? Maybe, like, yeah. that's where you want to be. <laughs> Not five a year. Uh, guys in my grade had Spider Man graphic t shirts, and some girls still had web stickers on their binders. Wow, this high school was Spider Man crazy. <laughs> I've never seen a web sticker. <laughs> Maybe I'm too old. <laughs> uh, all of this lingering hype for the tragedy that was Spider Man 3. It was a dark time. Anyways, you might remember Thomas Hayden Church, the man who played Sandman. Yeah, he's in that show on HBO. Nobody watches Divorce. Wasn't he on Wings? Yes, he was. Of course he was on Wings. He was on Ned and Stacy. Stacy, something wacky's happening this week. (laughs) He was, uh, what, nominated for Sideways. He was. was. Over Paul Giamatti. That's fucking criminal. We see each other sometimes. We don't shake hands. (laughs) Oh, hi. (laughs) Hi, Thomas. Oh, it's you. (laughs) What are you doing here? (laughs) No! (laughs) How's Sarah Jessica doing? (laughs) I could have been on that show. Stuck on another one instead. Uh, All right, let's see. Um, Somehow, someone at my school had coerced. I say coerced because I'm sure he didn't volunteer. (laughs) Him. Into speaking at our school. He lived in the area, and I suppose they'd tracked him down. The day arrived. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, they the found me. dragged me down. Stacy, they found me. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to make me finish. <laughs> <laughs> the day arrived, and my fellow classmates and I were ushered into a large classroom where four large tables had been arranged into a square with all of our chairs on the outside. Mr. Church's name was on the board next to the time of his presentation. Under that was written resume classes, or resume classes. Uh, I'd never been to a career day before, and none of my schools ever hosted after that, so I assumed it might be normal to only have one speaker. Now, I think that maybe the school was so confident in this catch that they hadn't thought to ask anyone else. Mr. Church arrived about 30 minutes early, Wow! uh, and one of the classes hadn't come in. He was obviously perturbed, and he pulled my math teacher to the side to ask if he could wait somewhere. Every classroom in the vicinity was taken. So she said he could wait in the hall. He didn't. 
I was sitting with my back to the door, so for 15 minutes, Mr. Church just stood behind me. Uh, hey, I was. Uh, never see wings? <laughs> Stacy, he's never seen wings. Missed the golden age, kid. <laughs> Do you think Thomas Hayden Church talks to either A, Tim Daly, or B, Tony Shalhoub anymore? They get drunk no. sometimes. No, Eric says no. I'm guessing no. To I who? Mean, Shalhoub or Daly? Uh, Daly. What about Amy yeah. Yazbek? Anybody talking to Amy Yazbek anymore? No. Well, not unless they want to talk to a grave. <laughs> She's, <laughs> She's not dead. alive. I don't know. Why would you just presume that she was dead? Because <laughs> I hadn't heard from her in a while. <laughs> she didn't send you a mask. Christmas card this year. Oh, you haven't talked to her either? No. <laughs> I mean, right. She, she used to do those no, yearly concerned. Christmas cards, and they were wonderful. <laughs> oh, mercy. Um... Uh, I was too afraid to turn around to see what he was doing back there, but I assume he was slumped dejectedly against the door frame. Finally, the other class came in. We were all thinking it, but Mr. Church actually said, finally. I do. Th- I, I, I sympathize with Mr. Hayden Church here. Like, he got there I 30 do. minutes early. What well, the fuck? Listen, you get somewhere early because it matters, but if they don't have any, like, a green room yeah. or somewhere to, <laughs> to hang out. Yeah, I just find tough. that a little hard. You couldn't find anywhere in the school for this There's dude no to go. There's no teacher's lounge. Come on. Come on. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm agreeing with Mr. Church so far. Yeah. Um, the other kids filed in and took the table closest to the whiteboard, so now all of us were staring at each other from across the room like this was some kind of seventh-grade business meeting. <laughs> Thomas Hayden Church walked to where the kids had just sat down and started motioning for them to stand up. <laughs> Unsure of what to do, terror in the, their eyes, they did as he asked. That smart move. Uh, he then lifted the corner of the table up and moved it back so he could walk into the middle of our table square. He's probably grumbling at this point. Sure. Gotta move my own. You know, if he wanted to rearrange the classroom, he had plenty of time. <laughs> exactly. Or at least plan your entrance here at this point. Yeah. Uh, knocking so all of their chairs over in the process. <laughs> Uh, the class put the table back to where it had been, effectively trapping Thomas in our table cage, picked up their chairs and sat down. This was how career days were supposed to be, right? We didn't know. We were so young and naive. To his credit, Thomas Hayden Church did greet us and start with a normal introduction. He told us where he went to school, what movies he'd been in. Probably more your TV work. Yeah, he's been in some movies. Couple of movies. Yeah, some movies. Dude, I would be telling everybody I was on Wings. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Ask your parents. <laughs> it was hilarious. What do you mean you don't know Ned and Stacy? Something needed to br- to hold anchor that Tuesday night slot, and it was wings. Okay, younger listeners might be thinking, "Oh, corn slip now. Let me go back and see what that is." Do not go back to wings. No, do not. No, nothing. There's nothing there for you. Come on, Monk was in it, <laughs> and I dare you to find fucking Ned and Stacy. Dare you? Ah, ba 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 ba. Uh, and what he did on a movie set on a typical day. Cool. I'd say he did a good job of giving us a realistic look at acting as a job. Oh, that's nice. Then came the rest of his speech. <laughs> and I'm not sure what happened here. Did he walk in ready to crush our dream? Did he only have a tight five and now he had to find a way to kill time? Why didn't he do crowd work? Why didn't he just leave? <laughs> he had so many options at his disposal. But what he chose to do is tell us that getting into his position was impossible. Not nearly impossible, like the odds were against us. Just flat out impossible. A town like ours didn't have the resources. We clearly didn't have the drive or we'd be at a private school in San Antonio. And he could almost bet none of us had taken (laughs) acting lessons. You know what? I could bet none of you had taken acting lessons. (laughs) This is yelling at 13. I could outact you. I could (laughs) outact you. You know how difficult it is to be in front of a green screen and pretend you turn into a bunch of sand? <laughs> Do you have the ability, the drive, the ability to capture that moment? And you know what? And you know what? You, some uh, people are going to tell you differently, and that's their right. That's their right. But that Jeremy Lipnicki, he was one in a million. <laughs> None of you are going to get to his position in this world. None of you could act like inanimate objects like sand like I can. <laughs> Raise your hand if you were in Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Toby uh, Maguire's in the room. <laughs> oh, it's here. Oh, it's you. Uh, the trick, he said, was to start young, and our time had passed. <laughs> what? Yikes. You know what? He's, he's kind of telling the truth. You got to get, you got to. What it's gotta, like. A, a special speaker at Stephen Sadak's, what it's like. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's going to tell you. 
Oh, come on, man. Rodney didn't get big till he was like in his mid 40s. Yeah, Harrison Ford was like a carpenter and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they're, they're exceptions to the rules. Yeah, plus, everybody hates child actors. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, let's see. The trick, he said, was to start in our time of past. If our lives were represented by a year's worth of seasons, we seventh graders were in autumn. (laughs) Furthermore, he said he'd seen our community theater and that it was, quote, amateur hour (laughs) more often than not. First of all, how many performances has he been to at this community theater that he hates so much? All of them. Oh, man, it's amateur hour. (laughs) He's heckling. Through Joseph and the amazing Technicolor <laughs> Just Dream so Co. at cocktail hours, he can say, Ugh, it's not good. <laughs> all of this was said as he spun in an almost continuous circle so he could look at all of the students surrounding him. And then, just like that, it was over. He said that film and theater were beautiful arts and that we should support them. That this had been a pleasure and that we were out of time. <laughs> Then he waited in his table cage for our teachers to remove us from the room. Quietly sobbing to himself. Wow. That wow. is wow. disturbing. That is creepy. That's, that's nuts. That's the end of the email. That is the end of the email. That's, that's crazy. That's no way to talk to children. If you're going to a school, you should try to inspire people, right? Maybe a little I bit. am actually kind of curious, though, these school administrators that were like, oh, you know who we should go after? <laughs> Thomas Hayden Church. Oh, you know, I, I think I heard him yelling about how shitty our community theater is. He lives here. <laughs> he lives here. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I don't there, know. Any bad public speaking experience? No. I, this is actually kind of cruel to say, but I'll say it anyway. Sure. Uh, there was a, a career day... Um, and it was a real – we didn't have the resources at our Catholic school to get a, uh, a Thomas Hayden church type. Right. So it was just the gym teacher uh, <laughs> who I hated. So that's why I'll tell this cruel story. And he was talking about like how hard it is to break into the world of competitive coaching and uh-huh. how he was trying and how – he was like 27, 28 yeah. at the time. And he's like – and he got really emotional about it. <laughs> And he was just well, like, he was already in the autumn of his career. Right? <laughs> because, but that's the thing. He's like, and you know, I've had some setbacks in my life, which I'm assuming means this job he's at currently. <laughs> well, he's teaching Jim at a fucking Catholic school in the Bronx, probably. He's like, yeah, I've had some setbacks in my life and this, that, and the other thing. But one day, you're going to look out on that sideline and you're going to see me there. And like a <laughs> tear rolled down his cheek. And everyone was like, well, that was really uncomfortable. Oh, that's weird. It was super weird. And I, to this day, he hasn't broken in, man. Oh, yo, man. keep fighting. <laughs> keep fighting well, that you good know, fight. The, the, the cards are stacked against him, you know? Yeah, I'll I mean, say this to all our, our seventh grade listeners out there who are thinking about starting a podcast. You're already in the autumn. <laughs> Don't bother. Yeah. Don't bo- yeah. If you were really serious about it, you would have had a whole library of shows yes. under your belt already. If you haven't already been in the bathroom with a tape recorder <laughs> pretending to do radio shows, you, you can't. Just, do you this. just don't have it. You, you just don't do have it. No, no, you're ready. No, no, guys. Take Chris Cabin's co- podcasting course for three thousand yeah, dollars. Well, it's, it, it, it's it's getting in there. Uh, it's it's called getting in there. With yeah. <laughs> Guide to podcasting. Getting in there. I taught a podcasting workshop one time, and the entire weekend I was like, you rubes. <laughs> what are you doing here? I mean, I'll take it, but what are you doing? Do you want to make $20 a week? <laughs> <laughs> that's WHM Mailbag for the month of January. Dream everybody. big, everyone. Dream, Dream big. big. Yeah, that's, that's the lesson learned from this month. If you want your stories read on the air or have a question for us, write into our mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Andrew Jupin, Chris Cabin, Eric Siska, Steven Sater. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>